Hello and welcome to another episode of Having a Chat. My name's Tommy Kasher, and today I'm chatting with Kelly Ryan, the CEO of Netball Australia. What a big guest for a big week in netball. Kelly Ryan, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Thank you, Tommy. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out. No worries, mate. First question I always roll with, what do you have for breakfast? Uh, porridge. That's the staple uh, for me. Porridge with berries, uh, cinnamon and honey. So there you go. Kelly, <laughs> I'm not sure if you know this, but a lot of the netballers, that's actually a staple breakfast for them. Do you like to keep yourself nice and fit? And is that just a go-to breakfast for you at the moment? No, uh, it's irregular. I do like to keep fit. So it started at six o'clock this morning with a quick spin class down in the garage uh, and then up for breakfast. And I try and get all that done before my two little girls wake up at seven o'clock on the dot. So that's when the day then really starts. So that routine of exercise, then quick porridge. I know that keeps me going all day before the chaos starts at, at seven. Um, I want to talk about, firstly, I want to unpack that a little bit. Has exercise and being fit and healthy something that's always been really important to you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I've always played sport from, you know, as, as early as you possibly can. So, you know, five, six, seven, all those years is when I grew up playing netball, tennis, badminton, anything you possibly could growing up in a, in a small country town. Sport was always a staple. And then that just, you know, I continued that all the way through primary school, high school, and and so on and so forth. So time gets tighter as you kind of take on more commitment. So um, I don't really play and participate in much team sport, but the mental side of things of just being active is something that I'm hugely um, passionate about. So I always try and carve out just 30 minutes a day just to try and and get that done, um, to try and stay not only physically fit, but the mental side of it is um, equally as important. It so is. I'm in the exact same boat. I guess everyone's in some, I guess unless you're in Western Australia, some form of kind of like lockdown at the moment. And I find on in the days where I don't get up and exercise, I feel lethargic and lazy. And then I get in my own head. It's like, you haven't left the house. You haven't done any steps today. And not to the point where like, you know, everyone needs to lose weight and all that sort of stuff. It's just important for your mental health. It's so, it's so important. And you're right, just the, the physical difference that you feel from not actually having that exercise. Um, and I'm, I'm a morning person for that reason, where you kind of, not only do you get it done and get it out of the way and don't have to think about it again, but it just changes your whole mental and physical state for, for that entire day. So, um, and it is really important because I know, especially in this um, day and age, the amount of time people are spending just literally locked in a room and on Zoom, and it, it does feel a bit relentless at times. So, that's why it's even more important that we try and carve out that time for ourselves so we all don't go completely mad through these lockdowns. I find it fascinating when people say they're a morning person because I myself am a morning person and there's not a lot of people in our boat. So have you ever tried yeah. flicking your exercise to the afternoon? Uh, afternoons, not so much. After getting kids to bed, I've tried at night, but then I just feel like I'm just... I'm just the worst version of myself come come nighttime. So that to me is I just either A, need to catch up on a whole heap of work or B, just need some downtime myself watching, you know, ridiculously mind-numbing TV shows. What's, what's your go-to? So, what's your go-to mind-numbing TV show? Well, at the moment, it's the block. So I okay. love just a bit of, you know, reality, just nothingness and, yeah. you know, the, the talk of tiles and, you know, 
great, just perfect, exactly what I need at the end of the day, to be honest. So yeah. um, so I love any any of those types of shows, but then on the weekends gets a bit heavier, you know, some more Netflix action and things like that, which are, you know, a bit different. A bit I, spoke, different but, I spoke to Sam Wallace from the Swifts last week and she was telling me all the Swifts girls are into like Love Island UK and Too Hot to Handle. Are you into any of that kind of gear? Uh, not, you know... Well, yes, but no. I actually love Farmer Wants a Wife, so okay. I love, which you know is kind of in that vein. And I don't know why. I think it's because I grew up in the country, and I've like just have this notion that living in the country and and being a farmer is just this wonderful, simple life. So maybe that's why I gravitate towards that one. But I do draw the line at Love Island. I think that just kind of steps over a line. Of, it's a little bit too far for me. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, my girlfriend and I have to either if she's watching it. I'm then watching KO on the laptop, or if I'm watching KO on the TV, she's got The Bachelor or something on the <laughs> laptop. We that's where we draw the line. But Kelly, I'll start my the the serious part of the interview, the real easy question: the future of yeah. uh, the future of SSN in Australia. What does it look like? Just a nice easy question uh, to roll into. Yeah, 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 simple. Yeah, I've got all the answers to that one. Clearly, haven't been in the job for, for several weeks. <laughs> um, look, firstly, I'm just delighted that we got to you know. Touch wood, finish this year yes. um, on the top of last year as well. So um, the enormous task um, from a number of people to, to be able to achieve that this year has been phenomenal. So we, we look forward to the to the big ending of that. Uh, but notionally, we, we want to keep growing and we want to keep expanding and improving on everything that we do. So if that does mean growth and growth can look like all sorts of different things um, really in something like this, most people tend to gravitate to does that mean more teams? Maybe it does. Um, who knows? But I think for now we've just got to appreciate that SSN still is a really infant product um, and I think there's a lot of work that we can still do with what we've currently got uh, and I think it's important that we bed that down, we make sure it's financially viable and sustainable uh, and then we'll definitely turn our attention to how we can grow um, the opportunity that comes around the league in, in other areas. I obviously don't want to put you in any position to talk about things that you can't talk about, right? But are you able to unpack some of the things and areas for growth that you think the game has before expanding and necessarily adding other teams? Yeah, I think there's um, still a lot more work we can do around converting what we have as a really significant participation base into being uh, an engaged base for SSN. So I think there's still opportunity there with it. We really haven't um, been able to materialise just yet. So a lot of that will be really important as we work in towards a new broadcast deal, how we can actually uh, fixture our games at times that means our, our giant participation base can actually transition their love for the game into the elite pathway. So I think there's some great opportunity there. And then notionally we want to keep growing the sport from a participation perspective um, as well so then we can make sure we've got this amazing talent bank ready to support uh, if additional teams come into the mix um, as well. So we need to make sure that it's, you know, everything has to work in concert with each other. It's not just about, you know, deciding that you want to launch a couple of new teams and thinking it's all just going to naturally work. I think there's still a lot more groundwork we can do uh, before then. Because I guess that is a really obvious one. You mentioned getting the participation base more involved and engaged in SSN. When yeah. I previously worked at Netball Vic, that was a big thing that the Vixens, not players, sort of marketing media teams, would look at the fixture and go, how many three o'clock Saturday afternoon games do we have? And that's when all yeah. our fans are actually playing netball. And I guess, is that sort of adding things like 
night games, a Saturday night, Friday night, those kind of things into the fixture so more people can attend at times when they're not actually playing? Yeah, it, it is. That's, that's all up for discussion as we speak right at this particular moment as we try and prepare ourselves for not only a new broadcast deal but then ahead of the new season next year. So um, you have to have a balance. Everything still needs to, to work together. So you still need to be able to have uh, great uh, opportunities for people to attend. You've got to balance that with having great time slots for people to view and then all of that, you do have to be mindful of making sure you give yourself the best opportunity to to grow a crowd and, and what that looks like in terms of your, your existing base. But I think the beauty about SSN is it doesn't actually just rely on your participation base. I think it's an exciting enough proposition that it actually draws in people that just enjoy sport and entertainment in that regard. And I think it's 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 a really it's an immensely entertaining product. Uh, and that's why I think we've got still some more opportunity for growth that doesn't even just sit within our existing participation base. Some of the conversations I've heard had on Twitter. Now, have you partaken yet in the netball Twitter community? Do you know the big <laughs> groundswell of netty Twitter that's out there? Yeah, I have. I've become quite familiar with um, a few of the, the core netty people. So yep. um, it's, it's great. You know, I, lo- I actually love the engagement. Some of the conversation that I've come across on there is that the game is generally marketed at young girls when there's yep. a huge audience of women and men for that who, who aren't yeah. really considered, well, it seems aren't considered in terms of the marketing. Is that another yep. area for growth as well? Absolutely. I think there's, again, some we've got some really fantastic insights from a customer segmentation point of view that is is really starting to help shape where we think that the opportunities uh, lie in terms of growth uh, for SSN in particular. So uh, there are definitely some more areas that we'll be starting to unpack as we go forward um, with the view that it it is, again, it's an attractive product, uh, I think, for men and women and certainly across a a vast range of uh, uh, age groups as well. So that's some stuff that we'll definitely be be picking up and and unpacking a little bit further over the next few months. How do you feel personally about... I get kind of jealous when AFLW and NRLW get a lot of headlines. I kind of am yep. like, those sports are so, uh, I see, I need to tread really carefully because I think the girls that play it are amazing. It's a great product. But then I think the way I look at SSN, it's the elite of the elite international yep. players. Then the product of AFLW, NRLW isn't, in my personal opinion, as high as the standard of SSN. And I don't believe they get, I don't believe SSN gets enough coverage, gets enough headlines in newspapers. And I think because the AFL and NRL already have so much money behind them, they obviously tip a lot of that into the women's side of the game to grow their side of the game. How do you feel in your position? Obviously, we all want women to play sport. We all, yeah. I, I don't want to discriminate. I've got nothing against those girls. But there is a part of yeah. me as a netball lover who goes, nah, I just wish these headlines were for our netballers who have been doing great things for years. Do you know what? Does my question yeah. kind of make sense? It, yeah, it does. Um, it, it does. AFL, NRL have significantly large supporter bases yeah. in their traditional sense. And their traditional sense is obviously around the men's product. Now, 
the reality is they've had people trying to bang on the door for, for many years in terms of women trying to get recognition and they have now provided that recognition and, and formalised that in terms of the pathway that, that they've established in their legs. And that's fantastic, you know, and I think that that's one thing that we can all should be really proud of. This is not about female sports competing against each other. This is, again, about um, having the, well, being really proud about the fact that we, if we can get more women and girls participating in sport, the benefits for that uh, are much greater. So, yes, selfishly, we'd all like some more attention and we want people to choose netball as their sport of choice and that's on us to make sure that we've got the right products and the right pathways to be able to, to groom and to attract that talent um, and being able to actually position SSN as as you said, it's the world's best netball league. We actually do need to do more to make sure that we're we're uh, marketing that ourselves, getting people more interested in that product as well. Um, in the same way that that the AFL um, and NRL are doing with their women's league, so it's a it's a sport is a big entity, uh, and I know we only play a small role in that, but that's one of our absolute core focuses is for netball to to step out a little bit more into the spotlight and, and start owning that space. So, as the CEO, when the AFL this week scheduled the AFL men's final, the Swans and the Giants on at the same time as the yeah. Super Netball Grand Final, do you reach out to the AFL or Gil McLaughlin and go, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm fully appreciative of the situation that everybody is in sport and, you know, Typically, this would be the bye week for the AFL. So uh, they've had to change everything that exists in their fixture throughout the course of this year um, in order to be able to get their competition uh, away as well. So, um, you know, no, I didn't didn't pick up the phone to Gail and say, why did you do that and and can you move it? Because I know they're in, you know, a really difficult position themselves. I think the irony is they've got the Giants and Swans on the exact same time that we've got the Giants and Swifts, which the Swifts are heavily aligned with the Swans. So there's going to be some wrestled for some eyeballs there, I'm sure, across um, both of the codes. But, you know, we've been up against the Olympics in the last few weeks as we've had to shuffle our season as well, and, and we can do it. We can do it comfortably. And, you know, I, I just really back the fact that all of our netball community will, will really come out and, and support our grand final on the weekend. How are you feeling about the grand final? Do you have a tip for me? Uh, uh, no, I won't go there. Oh, <laughs> oh Kelly! I'll, I'll just say I'll just say netball's the winner uh, <laughs> at the end of all this. Um, so you know, I'm just immensely proud that both those New South Wales teams have have made it through after the year that they've had. Um, they've by far been the most impacted teams throughout the competition this year. So kind of feels like this this grand final and these premierships go to those that need it the most. Um, with the Vixens winning last year and and now the New South Wales teams considering what's happening um, in their home state at the moment. So it's just fabulous that we've got to this point. It's fabulous that we've been able to play a grand final, that there'll be people actually be able to be present and watch the grand final. Um, and it's going to be a fantastic uh, broadcast product, which is what many of us will will no doubt have to, have to enjoy. Uh, the Giants played really well last week against the Fever. They won. Sam Pullman, a local Newcastle girl, which is where I'm living at yep. the moment. Played very well, player of the match. Yep. Now I'm um, lobbying for a Sam Pullman statue at the local netball courts. Would you endorse that kind of right. that kind of thing? What, did, what was that? Would you endorse that a Sam Pullman statue oh, here in Newcastle? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. I think 
more statues, the better. But, yeah, that would, yeah, phenomenal game. She had an absolute phenomenal game. It goes to show that, um, you know, when she's on, they really can be highly competitive. I love that Sam's not the tallest goalkeeper either, but she just is tough and really fights. Oh, yeah, fights, yeah. And something else, now I know you mentioned not um, the way to expand the netball SSN product isn't necessarily to throw more teams in straight away. But I also want to throw one at you that when you are ready for more teams, please consider the Hunter Jagers. The Hunter Jagers were based based here in Newcastle. They used to have a a big following. And then obviously I think, I don't even know when they disbanded or stopped becoming a team, but given I'm living in Newcastle, I would love a Newcastle team. So... Fabulous. All right. So you'll be the president. So that'll yeah. be wonderful. And I was, I've already yeah. lined up Sam. I want Sam to be like the coach or the assistant coach. I could be the media manager or the president. Happy to do whatever role needs to be done. But I think there's a – also given that I think Newcastle's a great size. Obviously, it's not a, yeah. a big metro, but it's like a big regional. I think it's the second biggest regional after the Gold Coast. Um, huge netball community here. Sam Pullman's actually started – Aspire Netball, which is like a netball academy for the young up-and-coming netballers out here. Um, awesome. Hunter Jagers, bring them back. Okay. Yeah, there's, some there's already some momentum behind that. So if you just set up a Twitter page and get a hashtag, you're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that going for you. Um, now, Kelly, let's talk about the broadcast rights. So currently with yes. Nine, going to Fox next year. Can you talk yes. about what you hope that will bring to the SSN? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, firstly, Nine have been fantastic supporters of netball. So they've really brought um, netball to another level and being able to share it on a free-to-air network has been incredibly important for the growth um, of the competition. So we're incredibly grateful for the work that Nine have done with us. But, yeah, it is a slight change in terms of going to to the Fox and, and KO platform for next year. Um, they're incredibly um, sound in terms of their sporting production obviously and then just the size of their base in terms of what Fox Sports stands for um, and their passion and just genuine commitment for sport and they've really demonstrated their their commitment to netball um, throughout the course of the last few months as we've been starting to work closer with them as we we frame up what next year actually looks like. So I think we'll see different things from a production value point of view. I think they're um, incredibly ambitious in terms of actually helping to elevate again, the role of netball. So, um, you know, it's our hope and desire that it's not just netball games that we're broadcasting, but we're able to extend that into to some different styles of content. So we're having really great conversations. Yeah, yep, getting... <laughs> my hands up, my hands up. <laughs> yeah, good work. <laughs> um, so there's so much opportunity and it's all on the table and Fox are completely up for these discussions, which is what we absolutely love about them. Was that a huge part of the reason to move over to Fox that the sheer size and the amount of people they have in their staff and the capabilities they have, especially with KO to create those, um, I guess, other content offerings, they can report on it more. Fox sports has a huge, obviously online presence. Was that a big part of it as well as obviously whatever price they were going to pay versus nine and all that? Yeah, I think, you know, Obviously, the financial aspect is important because that enables you to reinvest uh, in the sport. But having a true partnership that grows it outside the financial realms is also really important. And that's the sense that we certainly got from Fox around their desire to grow netball. So 
that's um, that's again really a, a key catalyst for for why we we've partnered with Fox for the next five years. So we'll build on that. Not everything will happen, and you know we won't get everything right. I'm sure in the first season, but we've got five years to really embed netball um, a lot deeper in the Australian sporting community. Well, given that AFL and NRL are two obviously of the biggest sports that are on Fox, and they've got NRL and AFL 360. I guess the aim yeah. is like hopefully in years to come, we've got a netball 360 that's on four nights a week, previewing all the yeah, games. Absolutely. They're absolutely things that we aspire to do. So, uh, and they will be conversations that we'll, we'll have with Fox um, and I'm sure we'll get there in, in time. So we'll let you know when we're starting <laughs> to you know, tell it for those shows. Um, so, but you might be busy because obviously you've got a presidential role that yeah, you've got to you know, take care of as well. So just be mindful you don't bite off too much. Um, but but yeah, there's 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 going to be great opportunity, I think, uh, through the partnership with with Fox in that regard. Do you think that Netball has some of the most passionate supporters? Like out there, given the Netball Twitter that we mentioned before, I think yeah. the amount and the love that people have for Netball is so strong. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it when I've gone to many other sports and, you know, been involved in sports, people like footy and like watching it. But some of the people that are, yeah, are full netballers are really ingrained and it, and it means something to them. Yeah, you're right. There is something that's really deep-seated about that connection with netball. And I've certainly experienced that a lot more myself just in the last couple of months transitioning into it. Just the number of people that have reached out to me that I haven't actually connected with for quite some time, wanting to tell me their story about how they're still playing netball or about how important netball was to them growing up. It, it does have a really strong connection um, and a really strong base. So I love that about it. I love the passion that that comes with it. Um, and that's something that we hope can just continue to grow in, in all sorts of facets of the sport. Now, something that I has just popped into my head, the collective bargaining yeah. agreement, that's a thing that's yeah. kind of in discussion. What's going on there? Because yep. it hasn't been finalised or signed or whatever needs to be done, right? No, it, it hasn't at the moment, but we are still in really active conversations um, with all the entities that need to be a part of a conversation like that. They're really important things to get right um, and there's so many different aspects to them that um, we don't want to necessarily be bound by specific timelines if it means getting things right for the for the next few years of the sport. So they are progressing really well um, and, you know, we'll certainly be able to talk more about that when conversations are finalised, but it is still a, a really significant piece of the project we're working on. So is that, is a collective bar- bargaining agreement something that talks about salary caps and what the players yep. need to do in terms of their contracts with club. That's basically what it is, what their contracts look like, what players yeah. are required to do. Yeah, there, there is a lot of aspects that sit around it because, it, you know, it's so yes, what the players um, do in terms of number of training hours, number of appearances they need to do, what their salaries are, salary caps, all those types of things. Then there's the other layer of um, what goes into a team having a licence um, and all the commercial arrangements that sit around that. So there's a lot of different pieces of the puzzle that have to come together with conversations like this, which is why they're not quick conversations and they're sometimes not easy conversations, but it's all necessary to make sure that when you move forward, something that's as significant as, as a new broadcast deal, that you've got full alignment um, across all the entities to, to close that out. I think most of that conversation is well above my pay grade, so I'll leave that to you and the uh, smarter people than me to figure out. But um, thanks. Uh, 
Are you going to get to the game on the weekend? Are you allowed to go? No, I'm not allowed to go. Um, I'm in Melbourne and uh, I had real aspirations that Melbourne would have come out of its lockdown in time to, to, to get up to Queensland to, to watch the game. And unfortunately, as you watch every day, you watch the numbers in hope that they're going down. And um, for the last few weeks, it's been the absolute reverse. So that moment of seeing that window slip away um, has been incredibly disappointing, not only for me, but a number of other Netball Australia staff, teams, staff, um, you know, board members, et cetera, that, that really don't get the opportunity to, to see the game this weekend. So we will all have to watch it on tally, um, as so many of us are going to do, and it's it's going to provide a great insight um, and be a respite as well from, from all this lockdown stuff. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the cards just didn't fall the way that I'd hoped they would. I can only imagine the fans at the Giants or Swifts fan day when they do return and COVID is, you know, all open and they can have a fan day to celebrate. I think um, either team's fans, obviously we mentioned earlier that New South Wales really needs something to kind of hold on to at the moment. So I guess, a, yeah. you know, a light at the end of the tunnel is eventually when they get back and they do have a fan day, whether that is the preseason of next year or whenever it might be, we can all get down and celebrate together. 100%. And I think they'll absolutely do that. Um, you know, when you win or even participate in something of this significance, that opportunity extends well beyond just what happens on Saturday. So uh, I have no doubt they have really big plans to be able to celebrate that with with all of their fans because these moments can be few and far between. So you absolutely have to celebrate them when they happen. Now, Kelly, a final question I've got for you because this has been Far more serious than my normal conversation. Okay, oh, good, right. Um, what's something no one would know about you? Got like a secret talent or something weird about you that no one would know? Uh, gosh, that would indicate that I was somewhat um, exciting. But no, I, I, something on the spot, that's that's even harder. Um, gosh, no. Uh, like you're left-handed, so you can juggle, you've run a marathon. I am left-handed. Yes, no, well, actually, I am left-handed. There you go. <laughs> that's not that exciting, though, is it? Um, oh, no, it's not exciting. It's something no one would know. Counts as well, that. that's true. No, I write left-handed, but that's about it. I'll uh, play tennis and throw a ball. Yep, I smudge. I have the worst pen marks and I have the worst handwriting, full stop. So oh, no. I'm very, very tech-based. I have to type everything. Okay. Otherwise, I have no ability to understand it after um, after I go back to try and reread it. So... Well, I guess living in 2021, having a CEO that is tech-based is better than having <laughs> the CEO that is writing on pen and paper and losing notes. So, it's true. Kelly, yeah, that is, that is true. Kelly Ryan, CEO of Netball Australia, thank you so much for having a chat. I'll let you get back to your board meetings and trying to figure out where to take Netball uh, next. Thank you, Tom. It's been great to chat.